Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Culture Conversations. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Doing all right. <laughs> it's a pretty slow morning here yeah. in the studio. It is. <laughs> but as always, I am your host, Miranda Manier, and here are our every week panelists. Uh, Micah Thurston, I'm the advertising and business manager for the and Chronicle. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. There's a full title today. Yep, my title is very long. That's, I always abbreviate it. It's a different title every week. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm Mike Rundle, and I am the senior photo editor. All right. Well, let's take, kick things off. Um, I don't know. I don't want to start. Micah, Why? you haven't started in forever. No, that's not true. I started last time because you pre-pressured me into it. So. Okay, Mike, you go. I can start. All right. <laughs> okay, so um, as we know, Coachella was this past weekend or weekend one, I, I believe. I didn't know that, actually. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> no, I don't care. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. As it happened. <laughs> well, but if you want to hear more about our thoughts on music festivals, let's true. do our last episode. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So kind of going off of that. Um, but something interesting I that I saw happen was that Childish Gambino used Airdrop to give out free sneakers at the festival through a partnership with Adidas. Mm -hmm. And this kind of was another uh, response that I had uh, because in the past I was uh, in a record store and found his a copy of Because the Internet and mm -hmm. uh, there was like a link inside to like a VR experience and like it came with like VR goggles and like all this thing, like Whoa. it was a whole package. Um, so it's kind of like a really broad thing I wanna talk about, but like uh, just like the the advent of so many digital elements coming into like music and the music industry and like how you feel about that. And um, like, especially when it comes to like you experiencing music, music, not just listening to it um, and like, like yeah, just like what are your thoughts about it becoming like completely digitized? Yeah, like an from start to thing. finish. That's so interesting. Like, um, and, like it's super broad, so I feel like it's kind of hard to talk mm -hmm. about. But like, well, it, I will say it makes me think of um, it makes me think of Lemonade, like mm -hmm. when Beyonce did like her full like visual concept album for Lemonade. Like I had never seen anything like that before. And it did feel like a very experiential thing. It felt like she had created like a narrative, like a movie essentially for her entire album. And I loved it. Like I definitely, I after it happened, I wanted to see more of it. And I'm so, kind of surprised that we haven't so much. Um, because I think that like everyone says that like millennials, like Gen Z, we're, all, we're obsessed with like experiential things. Like mm -hmm. it creates like a good Instagram moment. Like it's a thing we just like to like have things be something that we can like walk through and live. And so I think that like music kind of becoming part of that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I just can't imagine what it would feel like to have Donald Glover show up <laughs> on your phone and tell you to come get some free shoes. Like right. that's dope. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, and kind of like, and not even just the experiential thing, like this new app that's kind of going around, like Festify, I think it's called, where you Never can like, it. you can link your, it's Spotify, um, like, generated, mm -hmm. and you log in with your Spotify account, and it creates like a dream festival for you, like, depending what? on your Spotify activity, like, not a real one, I mean, there's right. another website you can use, like, you can log in with Spotify, and it'll like recommend a festival for you, but it like wow. creates this like fake lineup, that's and dope. But it's just things that are, like, these weird little, like, tech anomalies that, like, aren't even, like, actually useful. Because, right. like, 
<laughs> like on mine, it was like this band that I happened to be listening to a lot, like in the past month, was like the headliner, and yeah. then like somebody like Beyonce was like on the side <laughs> stage, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> but like, and we've kind of talked about stuff like hologram tours before. Yeah. We had a whole episode on that, or I had a whole topic on that. But like, I don't know, the idea of just everything going completely digital, even like being like oh you're at a concert but you have some sort of digital element and it seems a little weird because at it the does. same time while he was on stage he was like bashing people for using their phones while he was performing so interesting like, this i don't know it seems that's really counterintuitive <laughs> yeah it does i i think that like it is a little hypocritical then to use like a mobile marketing plan Mm-hmm. when you're telling people not to be on their phones when they're at something like a festival. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Micah? That's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Slow day today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I never really thought about the fact that artists are really going above and beyond when it comes to, like, releasing their albums. Like, I feel like before it was just, like, here's my music, but now it's, like, entire campaigns built around you know like this one album um because they want to take it above and beyond because so many artists are doing things like that and i feel like when it comes to capturing like the millennial gen whatever Mm -hmm. um attention span you have to do things like that otherwise it's like "Mm, whatever you know forget this album it's a Mm -hmm. really good point yeah um but yeah that's really funny that he told people not to be on their phones (laughs) i have I have seen a lot of artists be like that, like, get off your phones, like, I'm performing. Uh Um, But it's, like, it's Coachella. What do you expect? Yeah, that's that's what the the whole thing thing is built (laughs) around, is, like, capturing the moment. Right. Yeah. Don't they have things now you can, like, or they make people, like, turn their phones off? Or, like, you have, there's, like, something that, like, doesn't, like, jam your phone or something? I know that I've heard of, like, certain concerts have... Those like bags that you have to put your phones yeah, into. Yeah, something. But, like, like there, there are like certain venues that do right. like mm-hmm. block your signal, basically. Mm-hmm. Or like a theater but, thing, almost where it's like they see you like yeah. recording or of any kind, you can be like tossed. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing, like different thing. What do you guys mm-hmm. think about that? Because I, I, I think that you should be allowed to capture the moment if you want to. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had people say you can't take pictures of a concert, like. 30 years ago like I think that's part of it like being able to look back on it later I mean I've I've watched the like shitty videos that I've taken at (laughs) concerts like years back and (laughs) even though they're terrible and you can hear me like screaming in the background it's still like that's that was that moment and it's nice to be able to look back on it Mm -hmm. so even if literally no one else cares I mean I skip every single concert video I see on social media like it's still it's for you it's a way to record it so yeah I don't I feel like it's I feel like it's a difference between recording things like that and recording like if you had like a professional camera set up in the back and like we're recording high quality audio and like basically had a dvd of or digital thing of like the (laughs) concert experience like obviously like that's not cool (laughs) yeah like that's that's an issue and then also like i feel like it gets into like um like copyright and things like Mm -hmm. that too um but i mean it on a on a smaller level like if like any of us were just to like go to a show and like take a video like i don't think it would really impact Mm -hmm. i mean if anything it would have a positive impact yeah on like people viewing it like oh this show looks crazy like i want to go rather yeah. than like the artist being like a hey, you're like distributing my image without my consent like i don't think right. it equates I don't, yeah i don't understand that like 
just because just because I saw like a video of a concert doesn't mean I got the experience. Like I'm still gonna want to go right. like yeah. to the actual thing. It's definitely gonna be different than seeing a picture of it or a video of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's I a think really weird logic. Yeah, it's like if I were to compare, like if someone were to whip out their phone and try to record, for instance, like a stand up set. Like, I think that is not okay because there's a certain element of, like, surprise that comes with the stand-up set. Like, if you know the jokes already, there is less point for you to go to the show in person. Mm-hmm. But with a concert, you know the songs no matter what. Like, there, <laughs> you're not necessarily going to be surprised going into it. It's about the in-person experience that people want. So I think that just watching a video isn't going to deter someone from going right. to and see it. Right, and it's also curious, like, how people are now starting to do, like, oh, we're live streaming the show on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, like, that doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Like, why would you, like, you can watch this live stream for free when, where, like, right. why would you buy tickets? <laughs> then, yeah. Like, I don't know. So just, like, the all of the confluence of, like, technology and music and how people are using it positively and negatively is just, like, an interesting, interesting. thing that got me that that this airdrop situation got me thinking about yeah. so yeah artists artists yeah. who get some sometimes they're <laughs> hypocrites <some>. apparently <laughs> <laughs> um well i i want to talk about game of thrones and not well first of all do you guys watch game of thrones i literally just started okay i've never seen <laughs> okay an episode um so i do <laughs> and this is like going back to the oscars thing <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're not going to talk about content. I don't think okay, that matters okay. as much. Cool. And I think our like varying levels of experience with it are kind That's of interesting here true. because I, so the, um, as we're recording this, the season eight premiere was last night and I saw a lot of tweets on both sides of the spectrum. A lot of people being like if you don't watch game of thrones just shut up and let us have this one night like just let us enjoy this like people just being like we don't care if you don't like things we like it mm-hmm. and on the other side of things it was a lot of people being like i've never seen a single episode of game of thrones i don't care about it why is it everywhere mm-hmm. um and it got me thinking about the way that people react to popular things in culture and how you kind of like pretty consistently people fall either like really strongly in support of the thing or they form like a counterculture to it and like if you don't watch it or you don't like it it seems to like polarize people to the point where they really don't watch it and they really don't like it and they refuse to and it's kind of i mean it's sort of topical because it also makes me think of marvel movies like the um avengers endgame comes out next week and it's also a really big thing where it's like a lot of people are geeking out about it and a lot of people are just like i don't give a shit at all um so I don't know. I kind of I'm I'm just wondering like what you guys think is the cultural value of a lot of people really liking something and celebrating it together in spaces like social media and the value of a lot of people who don't like it also being very vocal about that. Like why do you think people do that? I feel like it's just like a general sense of community about like like it's kind of the same thing of like just meeting people in, in real life and having friends that, that have like similar interests. I think I think just the fact that it's on social media it amplifies like why you're friends in the first place like so much more, and I think it's like becomes more visible. But like I mean to me I don't see any harm in like it, it's like it's like kind of like a Comic Con Star mm-hmm. Wars celebration, which was also I think this past weekend yeah. in Chicago it was like so I I mean I don't see any harm in like just meeting with people that have the same interests and just like 
being fans of that interest. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that necessarily. Yeah, I think fandoms are really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I've I've been a part of fandoms before, so I've definitely seen like both sides of like where people think we're annoying, mm-hmm. but it's also like you're also annoying because you're being so mean right? about something <laughs> that I I just love it. I'm sorry, like. We're, they're not hurting anybody however i have seen fandoms where like i don't like the person mm. that they're obsessing over and um it's, so i i am like well i don't care you know like i just ignore it just keep just keep scrolling mm-hmm. like mm. i don't know i would never want to i never want to make someone feel uncomfortable or weird about liking something because i've definitely been in that position before like when i was in fandoms and stuff i was like oh i'm weird like i like this <laughs> and and people make make you feel bad about liking something so i would never want to do that to someone yeah. But yeah it's see it's just so fascinating to me because like for instance um the nbc chicago facebook page they often like post questions just to get people to engage with it and they posted this morning like who watched the season eight premiere of game of thrones and a lot of people commented, like, literally just one sentence being like, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I didn't watch it. I don't like the show. Like, just a lot of people just, it wasn't them offering any judgment or anything. It was literally just them wearing the fact that they've never seen the show, like, this badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious about that because I don't think, like, they're not even necessarily being negative. Mm-hmm. They're just acting like there is, well, I don't want to, I feel like I'm, I'm being really dismissive by saying they're acting like, they must feel that sharing the fact that they've never engaged with this popular thing is something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. And I'm so interested in that. Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think well, people... Well, I, I think there's something people feel special being like an outsider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. Like, um, yeah. like when everyone... Like those memes that are like other girls versus me. It's yeah. like you're you're not special. <laughs> like you just don't follow trends, and that's right. fine. If you follow trends, that's fine. If you don't follow trends, that's also fine. Just let people do what they want. Like n- none of y'all are special. I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same thing as like the people that are like, oh, I listen to everything but country and rap. Like, yeah. like again, like you're not special. Like, <laughs> like not to like bash anyone, but like yeah, it's like if you. Just because like, you don't partake in a certain like cultural trend doesn't mean you have to like mm-hmm. go bash it or just like yeah. yeah like I don't see the value in being like oh I'm better than you because I don't like watch this show on HBO like mm-hmm. what right. I don't get it <laughs> like, like when Twilight first came out there was always like those that one girl in the class mm-hmm. that was like I've never read Twilight I've never seen Twilight I don't care about Twilight who's Edward who's Jacob <laughs> and it's like okay sis chill <laughs> I like straight up I was that girl I, <laughs> and I think so for me that was like that was internalized misogyny on my part because it was like there was just this big push of young women yeah. who liked Twilight mm-hmm. and I was like I don't I don't want to be wanna like be girly. <laughs> I, exactly yeah. because I thought that there was something wrong with liking a mm-hmm. thing that young women like yeah. which is why we're dismissive of people who are fans of things like boy bands and stuff mm-hmm. because it's often young women and we like delegitimize mm-hmm. their enthusiasm Definitely. for things I remember um, I remember when the Jonas Brothers were really big all the girls in my class really liked them I personally didn't and I still don't mm-hmm. I don't care <laughs> um but, yeah i don't know they just never hit with me but um i remember there was this boy in our class that would constantly make fun of all the girls that liked the jonas brothers Mm -hmm. and one day i was like why do you make fun of them so much 
He goes, well, actually, I secretly like them. And I was See? like, what in the yeah. world? It's like, that's so the real. dumbest thing I've ever heard of. That's what, It makes me think of Harry Styles. Like, when he came out with <laughs> yeah, that new album, because right? everyone, everyone was like, like He's, it, this is dumb. Like, yes. oh, it's just, it's One Direction. It's like, no, like that literally, was a great it's not. And then actually, it was such a good album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. silly. It's so interesting. I think that there is just, it's kind of, it's what you said, Micah. There's this feeling of, like, pride in being the outsider, probably because you're afraid of showing the same enthusiasm other people feel like i think that like when i when i was the one who was like i've never i've never read twilight i've never seen the movies and by the way i watched them for the first time within the last month and loved them (laughs) Um, but i think that there's something about like you are protecting yourself in a way it's like i don't want to show that i care about this thing so Mm -hmm. my apathy is like this Mm -hmm. wall between me and the thing Mm -hmm. because i mean i when Game of Thrones first started, I I definitely was like, I don't think I like it. Like, this is such a big thing. I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, engage with that. <laughs> and when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, this is actually a very well-written show that's really well acted. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a thing where people don't want to give the popular thing a chance because they assume that the popularity means it's not good. Mm-hmm. Which that's is so, true. it's so, that's so weird to me. Like, yeah, if something is popular... It's for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's why people hate on pop music, I think. Mm. For, for mm. me, personally, I like to experience things on my own because I feel like when things become a trend, mm. then people kind of just follow the crowd and they don't even think about, like, well, do I actually like this? Mm. A good point. Like, that Old Town Road song that just came <laughs> <Yeah>. out. Um, <laughs> one of my friends was listening to it, like, a few weeks ago and didn't like it. And then when it became really popular, Mm -hmm. she was playing it again and was like, this is my song. And I was like, oh, so now it's your song because it's everybody else's song. (laughs) So with Game of Thrones, I kind of tried to wait until it, like, died down Mm -hmm. to start it. Um, And I did the same thing with, like, Twilight and, like all those other things just because i want to experience it for myself that yeah. sounds so pretentious but like no, but make sense. up my own opinion yeah. on it and I'm yeah like, and yeah right. i like game just of thrones like, now <laughs> yeah you can have like people like unconsciously influence your opinion on things yeah. like without even thinking about it so like and yeah. that's and kind of going back to what you said about being like a huge thing like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my reasoning for like not starting to watch it at all because it's just mm-hmm. like it seems like all the fans are like so invested in it and it's right. like such like a long running thing that like mm-hmm. it would take so much effort to That's like daunting yeah, yeah it's very daunting <laughs> but like maybe i don't know you, you guys are very positively talking about it so it like, was really funny because i tried yeah. to watch it with zoe idol this weekend <laughs> and she's a huge fan and so every 30 seconds she was explaining what was going on in the show oh, for wow. me and i was like okay now i don't even want to watch it <laughs> So I yeah. went home and watched it by myself because I was like, this is the only way I'll be able to enjoy yeah. it. I think that's real. Like, maybe just wait until all of the buzz is gone mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. engage with it without all of the fandom. Right, yes. That's legit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we solved that crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Watching solved. by yourself. Yeah. Enjoy yes. things by yourself. <laughs> Micah, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about another popular trending show mm-hmm. right now. Um, the act it just came out the first season isn't even over yet yeah. uh, it's a hulu original i believe um starring joey king most mm-hmm. known for the kissing booth which was really <laughs> oh, uh, such a turn for yeah. her character roles character development um <laughs> what no, was I'm, that? I'm just like having realizations over here I was yeah. like, Wait, that's the same person <laughs> that's the like, same person yeah. okay did okay have you guys seen the act mm-hmm. i have not but i've okay. seen like who? K- kissing booth. Oh, you've seen oh. the kissing booth. I've seen that. Yes, I've not okay. seen the act. Though. Well, Michael, very different. Did yeah. you watch American Vandal? 
No. Okay. I just realized that the guy who plays Nick in the act also played, like, a creep <laughs> character in American Vandal, and, like, oh. my mind was blown. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw you tweet that, actually, yeah. which is funny. Um, but, yeah, so just to give you guys some background about what the act is, it's based on a true story, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Um, she went to prison a few years ago uh, for actually murdering her mother. She's serving a 10-year prison sentence currently. Um the reason why she murdered her mother is because her whole life her mother lied to her about like these different illnesses that she had which she didn't actually have um her mother made up several different uh, very serious illnesses um ranging from leukemia to just like having her teeth removed because she said she needed her teeth removed um her mother a lot of professionals are speculating that her mother had Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy, um, but since she passed, um, she was never given like an official diagnosis, but it's pretty, it's very likely that that's what she had. Um, and what that is, is basically you pretend like someone has an illness to exhibit sympathy from others. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and sometimes people do it where they pretend like they themselves have have an illness to get sympathy. Um, but what I kind of wanted to talk about was the fact that Hulu and the creators of the show didn't get permission from Gypsy or any of her family whatsoever to use her name, her story, or anything like that. And now she's wanting to sue them. Um, and she's also in prison for the next 10 yeah. years. Um, so I don't know. It's It's a very deep topic. I guess I kind of want to know what your guys' thoughts are. Were you familiar mm. with Gypsy's story at all? You, now that you talk about it, I think I like had heard a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but I not. There was also a documentary informed. that came out, but I'm pretty sure that one was consensual. Mm-hmm. But this Hulu one was like she went to prison, and then they were like, "Okay, let's use her story." Like she's she's in prison now; she doesn't have any rights. <laughs> right. So mm. it's like. Well, just uh, going off of that, I can say for sure that like. I'm not on Hulu's side of using everything like mm-hmm. um, without her permission because I mean that's like basic copyright mm-hmm. law. I mean I don't know if it's like because if someone experiences, I don't know if you can like copyright like someone's life experiences, but like that's obviously like very personal matters and very personal mm-hmm. information that like are like would be necessary to accurately write that story. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I feel like that's just, they're just kind of, like, capitalizing off of her, like you said, lack of rights, mm-hmm. and just kind of running with it. That's what yeah. it sounds like to me. I don't know. There's a different interpretation, but. I just, so, I have been watching the show, and mm-hmm. I've showed it to several people, because I think that it is so well acted, and I think it's an interesting story, but I also, I was showing it to someone Saturday night, and we... I started having this conversation with them. I was like, I specifically because there is this storyline included in the show about Gypsy Rose's sexual relationship with this guy she meets online. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, they get pretty graphic with it. And also they get really intimate with some of like the kinks that Gypsy Rose has. Mm-hmm. And I can't get over how much of an invasion of privacy that feels like, especially because they haven't gotten her permission. Yeah, Like I, I think that, First of all, she she was, like, 22 and it actually happened, but she looks really young mm-hmm. because her mom was telling her that she was, like, five years younger than she was. Mm-hmm. So, like, that part of it is really uncomfortable. And she's also, like, infantilizing herself even further in those situations. And it's also just, 
this is a part of her story that we don't need to know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that turning that into almost, like, them trying to give the show some, like, sex appeal or, like, an edge is really sensationalizing this horrible thing that happened to this girl. Mm-hmm. And, frankly, I think that she was, like, I mean, anyone can draw whatever conclusions they want about the situation. I don't know. But I think that she was kind of being taken advantage by this other guy. Um, and so I just, I think it's a really uncomfortable thing to depict and they could have done it in a much more respectful way. Mm -hmm. And I also just wonder, like, how did they, where are they getting their information to tell the story of the Mm -hmm. show? Is it from the documentary that HBO did? I don't know. Because, like, that's, they don't even know how accurate they're being if they Mm -hmm. didn't actually get any information or, like, details from her. So it's ridiculous to me that they made this show based on things that were in the public record that, like, and they do I say at the end of each episode, they say something, they put a disclaimer along the lines of like, although this is based on a true story, some acts are fictionalized and or dramatized. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's kind of dangerous because like this is someone's real life, real mm-hmm. life story. Yeah. And she's in prison right now. When she gets out of prison, are there going to be all these misconceptions about what really yeah. happened? Yeah. Or I mean, she's already going to have a hard ass time getting out. Yeah. Like, that's... Right. Mm-hmm. that's what I was going to say too. Is like, how do they even like obtain any information that would be relevant to that and i feel Mm -hmm. like that's where you said micah like where that comes into play like them like fictionalizing some of it Mm -hmm. like there's like why would any of that sort of information be on the record like that i think that uh, what i'm assuming now now that i think about it um they probably pulled a lot of information from her trial I think that's mm. likely what happened. Because mm-hmm. um, they probably, like, the text messages that they had, they probably had all of those yes, already yeah. in, in the trial. Because that's where they talked about, like, I yeah. want to kill mm. my mom. Right. Mm. So, But I, I just, I think, because I do appreciate the genre of true crime. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, I'm not in a necessarily ethical way. Like, when I have to really examine it, it's, like, maybe not super cool, <laughs> but it is, like, a morbidly fascinating thing that I do mm-hmm. understand why people get so, like, obsessed with. Yeah. it's interesting. Um, but when... I think that when the person is still alive and still dealing with the trauma of the things that she went through and... The, her story is not necessarily being told accurately and not with her permission. Like, that is a whole different yeah. layer of unethical that I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like her whole life, like, decisions have been made for her. And mm-hmm. it's like this is just another thing. Like, her whole story is being told without her, like, having a say in how it's being told and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah it just yeah. doesn't seem very, like morally sound to just be telling someone's story with like just kind of like as you wanted to tell it almost because Mm -hmm. i mean with just again going back to that like some things are fictionalized i mean they that with that disclaimer i feel like they could do almost anything they want because i mean like with any like true quote-unquote true story movie like things are always fictionalized like like with bohemian rhapsody people are talking about how like the order of events in the movie is like literally not even what happened mm-hmm. in real life. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, yeah, they're just with any sort of disclaimer, I feel like you can kind of run with it. And I feel like this is a situation that like, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. So uh, do you guys think that they shouldn't have told her story at all? Or do you think that like they should have tried to do it better? And then if they couldn't, I think they should have gotten her permission. Yeah. yeah. Cause with, 
the documentary i didn't watch the documentary but my sister did and my sister said that the documentary is pretty different from the show i mm-hmm. i didn't fi- i just started it the other night and she they interview her so mm-hmm. she's clearly like involved yeah, in creation she's it. in it yeah hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah. not not super above board but i will say that joey king does do a really good job and she the scene does. where her teeth gets pulled out is like i had to skip it because it was so horrified Anyway, um, <laughs> we always bring, have really. I would bring it down. I always have sad topics. The ends of our episode. We need to like coordinate this beforehand, so like <laughs> the sad topics are like at the beginning or, or something. Or just like mashed in the middle. Right. But see, this is why we've introduced our good things, true. guys, so we can end things true. on a happier note. Very mm-hmm. true. Um, I will go first. My good thing in the past couple of weeks, because it's been a while since we talked to you guys, um, is that Carly Rae Jepsen has a new album coming out. Oh, yes. And I'm so excited. I just, all of her singles have been bops. I, her, she's coming to Chicago in July and I'm going. Nice. Um, she is, she's just full of joy and I really love her. So that was my happy thing. Has she been releasing singles like between? Yeah, she has like three singles out from the new album so far. Okay, so like what were her, so Call Me Maybe. Yeah, so that was was that was that the album or was that no? Just the, that was just a single. That from was just a single. One of her first albums, I think, it was from her second album. Okay. Um, she's really fa- kind of fallen out of the spotlight since then. Well, so she hasn't released anything in a while. She, okay. the thing that she released that kind of she's like kind of a queer icon, even though she's straight. Mm-hmm. Um, but but because she's just so like joyful and enthusiastic about everything, right. the queer community really gets behind her. Um, and her album Emotion was like amazing and the music videos were all incredible mm-hmm. and that was like when she kind of like blew up mm-hmm. like below the radar because mm-hmm. Call Me Maybe okay. got her on the radar and Emotion was and like was, yeah, oh yeah. she actually has good music Okay. Um, and since then she hasn't really done anything but mm. now she will <laughs> so that's soon. my happy thing <laughs> who's next? my happy thing is uh, Donald Glover <laughs> released a uh, this is the second time we're talking about him. <laughs> he released a he short film this weekend on Amazon Prime. It's called Guava Island, and it stars him and Rihanna, and it's very beautiful, and it's what? very sad. I have not heard of this yet. You should go I watch it. It wasn't it. advertised very much, but it was very beautiful. The cinematography, the music, the soundtrack. Oh, my God. So good. Nice. That sounds amazing. So cute. Check that out. You said, where is it at? Amazon Prime. Amazon Guava Prime. Island. Guava okay. Island. Um, okay, basically so, a, oh, an ode, oh. sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> basically an ode to like Haitian Caribbean culture. So yeah, oh, that's sweet. cool. Wow. Sweet. Let's mm-hmm. check that one out. Yeah. Um, my happy thing is the uh, trend on Twitter that is like celebrities as blank. Um, <laughs> so for example, the one I saw this morning was Chelsea Peretti as Crocs, <laughs> and it was like Chelsea Peretti wearing various dresses that looked like pairs of crocs i love that and i think there's another one that was like taylor swift as like dishwashing liquids i think i saw that or something yeah. i think that was the first one i saw but like that's fun and chelsea Prodi <laughs> retweeted it and like was laughing at it so like hey I laugh love at yourself that. so I, I appreciate that that's so. great don't take yourself too seriously yes listen to carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you all so much for listening special thanks to wcrx chicago's underground and we will probably see you again for the last semester last episode of the semester in two weeks oh man yeah getting close oh man <laughs> all right thanks guys <laughs>